This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so um, HGTV is doing something I don't think I'm a fan of. Oh, no. And Bradley, I kind of have a feeling that you're going to be on the same page. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What's up? Yo. So the other week, I feel like we got on this topic about HGTV, and we went down this whole big rabbit hole about how we feel about the programs that we are obsessed with on HGTV. Yeah. And one of the things that came up in that conversation is that they're they're trying to do this thing in some of the shows where they inject some personal drama into the storyline. And I'm like, that's not why we come to HGTV, right? We come to the HGTV for the H and the G. Yeah, we're very... Um, it's the same criticism I have of, like, Food Network. Like, I don't need all the, like drama i just want to see the stuff just make me some food. make me some good food so do you know the show windy city rehab yeah we talked about this yes. show i don't watch it but i know of this the the show you speak well i occasionally do watch it if it's just what's on when i need to rest my eyeballs on some hgtv and i want to talk about what's going on with this allison victoria who's the host of um windy city rehab and she there's she used to have a partner on the show her co-star, who's a developer by the name of Donovan Eckhard. Well, the two of them have split. Okay. And that has been a source of drama on the show. Yeah. From what I understand. Now, again, I'm watching the show because I want to see the rehab of Windy City properties. Yeah. That's why I would tune in. Mm -hmm. And that's what would keep me there. And so what she does is she snatches up these properties that are, in many cases, kind of like million-dollar and more city properties in Chicago um, that have that are like an eyesore for some reason. And then she soups them up and then resells them for a tidy profit. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out in the midst of all of this drama with the split up of her and her former partner, Dominic or uh, Donovan Eckhart, she's also now, and they're showing this in one of the season, like the season wrap up of Windy City um, Rehab that, she is being sued by people who have purchased her properties that she has flipped. She has, um, and she's apparently getting texts about them while she's doing an on-camera thing. Okay. And this becomes a distraction in the middle of the episode because apparently in December of 2019, 
Two people who bought one of her properties, Anna and James Morrissey, filed a complaint claiming that their $1.36 million home has faced, quote, leaks and water penetration from windows, walls and ceilings, including an upstairs shower that allegedly drained through the kitchen ceiling whenever it was used. They also complained about a crooked front door, crumbling exterior mortar, issues with the garage floor and roof. Etc. 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 Well, to me, all of this speaks to corners being cut, all for the purpose of this show. Yeah. But now they're bringing this into the conversation, and it's becoming more about the drama in her private life than it is about the actual rehab. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not here for it. Yeah. What's hilarious about this is we're talking about this because this story made headlines. <clears throat> so. Like, it works, right? Like, it gets the show attention. Now, everybody listening to us talk about it is like, oh, yeah, I should check out that show. I didn't know there was drama. Because for every one of us who don't care about that drama, there are people who are drawn to that. And I would look no further than um, Christina on the Coast or whatever her name was. Yep. Remember Christina? And that's actually the thing that got us started talking about HGTV. Yeah, like these, these person... And then you think back to... Chip and Joanna Gaines, like suddenly it, it wasn't about like shiplap. Right. It was about the shiplap of their lives. It was about their relationship lap. Yeah. It, there you go. Thanks. Um, so that unfortunately is the world we live in. And therefore that is what people find appealing. And that is what the show is now pushing forth is that storyline, because you could make a very clear decision. The production company could to not include any of her personal stuff or drama in the show. Mm -hmm. And you might hear about it on the outside because public records and stuff like that, where people are interested in it and they go searching for the stories and then they write about them online or, you know, in whatever journal uh, journalism outlet or tabloid. But the fact that it's actually a part of the produced show makes me think that this is just like a, this is, it's that this is the direction that they want the show to go in because they see that if presumably shows that do have that personal connection and that drama story, they get more because again, it's the world we live in, man. Yeah. If it's you, that feedback loop of like, yeah, it's about the show and then there's drama outside of the, the show. Drama so gets into eyeballs. The show and then people want to get in there and watch it because of the drama. The drama gets eyeballs. So people have to then create drama to get eyeballs. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have and and you can just hear them in the room like, well, I mean, you know, we should really lean into the story because people are really connected to the story and they they care about you and they want to know about you. And then she's essentially selling her life um, for the purpose of this show. And, you know, uh, that's what we do. I just want to watch the world we live in, Hey, uh, look, I'm there. That's why I've been a fan for a thousand years of shows like The Great British Bake Off. Mm -hmm. Because, and in some ways, I think they've gotten a little drama y, but not really. Nothing nearly compared to anything we produce here in the United States. Um, I just want to see the drama of the actual moment. What's happening right there? Yes. And if your story is not good enough to be told on its own, then don't tell me the story, you dingling. Right. So if this house renovation is not worth... If there's not a story in the house renovation, 
that's worth telling, why are you doing then it? Then don't do it. Right. To me, the drama is when they're trying to, you know, they're trying to uh, make an open concept and they've got a load-bearing wall. A load-bearing been... wall. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Return to right? this break and find out if the thousand... Well, that like also if... drives me nuts, though, because right. let's talk about that. The show that uh, Jamie and I have been obsessively watching... Um, Internet or it's House Hunters renovation. Oh yeah, you love that. Wherein they always, they always, they're always, always, always is some sort of pseudo drama with the actual renovation, right? And you're like, didn't you know when you started on this that that was a load bearing wall? Or they'll say like, we only have a budget of four hundred thousand, and then they buy the house that's six hundred thousand and put forty thousand into it, and you're like, wait, <laughs> you can't. And at the math. end, they're like, we went forty thousand dollars over budget. <laughs> Well, it's funny, actually, to watch some of these shows and have my daughter with me because she I mean, she likes to watch them, too. But one of the ones that we watch is that Love It or List It show. Mm -hmm. And she gets really irritated by how illogical people seem. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, honey, this what you need to know is like they're they're not actually that illogical. They're being told by the producers to be that illogical for drama, you know, and and you, you can see it. You can smell it. But. But it doesn't stop HGTV from, like, trotting it out there like it's all real. Man. Yeah, I would rather... It's our our fault, really, because we keep watching this crap. I mean, we watch through it, and we see it, and I have a sense... I mean, we're not... Yes, we watch a lot of TV. We talk about TV for a living. We pay way more attention to that kind of stuff, maybe, than a lot of people. But actually, I don't think our judgment is that different than most of the people. Like, I imagine that... Everyone else watching thinks the very same thing about the show when they're watching it. Like, oh, that's lies, right? Like, you just see through it. It's like the same with politics. Like, right. we all can see through it. It's whether or not you um, can, can stomach it that you continue to watch it, right? Like, right. a certain amount of that is fine. Um, but I just, I'm not the kind of person that's drawn to, like, will she end up getting sued by these blah blah blues? Cause, because I go down the road of, like, how much of that is real? Right. Right. And how much of it is created for this new dramatic uh, slant they're trying to take on the Windy City rehab? Yeah. Also, I would just feel bad if, like, I was doing a show and, like, the work that I did was not enough that they had to, like, oh, we want to hear about, um, you know, the worst thing that's happening in your life to get people to pay more attention to you. Right. Right? Well, like, and, how pathetic is that? And can we also just, uh, before we before we move on... Can we also just talk about the fact that, like, the choice that they're making to involve the storyline around these lawsuits, around the shoddy craftsmanship of the thing that they have created that, a that, show around? That gives you a lot of uh, confidence in the work going right. forward, right? Ooh. Or any of their shows. Because I have so many questions. I would oh. love to spend a half hour or six with, you know, a production company to find out how much... Because I think half of ninety percent of those shows, wherein they're presented with three properties and then they pick one, right. I'm like, they already own that house. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. You had no intention of showing them these other dumb homes. Nope. But somebody can, you know. So I want to know if if that's correct. Me. Because we know too. shows like, for example, oh, what's that show I used to be obsessed with? Um, Trading Spaces. No, it was the auction. It's the auction. Oh. Model. Um. Hold on. 
where they like roll up to storage storage yeah, wars. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, where like it hurt my soul a little bit when I found out that that right. was mostly fake. Right. I don't know. Here's how I keep myself from being injured by those things um, emotionally. I just assume everything is manipulating me. Everything's real and nobody smokes. Or the opposite is true. However, uh, we're not going to pull the wool over your eyes. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of TV shows that manipulate you, I've been watching this uh, Netflix show, The Home Edit. Uh, and I have some thoughts. And I think Holly has some questions. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. The home edit on Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071. Okay, so I've been watching this show on Netflix um, lately called The Home Edit. Uh, and it made me think a little bit about that uh, conversation we were having about HGTV. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Okay, Brad, have you, you? I think you've heard of this song, or song, this show, but you don't even maybe realize. Yeah, it's that, that we, have? we have talked about it. It's the show that uh, Khloe Kardashian was on. Right. These organizing ladies. Yep. So there's these two organizing uh, gals and uh, their names are, hold on, I'm trying to get to their names because I can't remember because I don't watch it for them as much as I watch it for the actual situation. Joanna and Clea. And they're like super besties and they have, st- and, and you also know them because Chloe has promoted them on her Instagram in the past. So they've really built this organizing business completely over social media. Um, they show picture. It's like organize. It's like a por- pornization. It's organization. Organization porn. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, pornization sounds bizarre. I, mean, I tried. It just. It. I failed. Anyway, they, it's like organization porn, right? So they. So now they've got this show on Netflix. It's called The Home Edit get organized and what they do is they visit two different scenarios every episode they visit an actual real life family who has sought out their assistance in organizing a disorganized area of their home and then they do the organizing for a celebrity as well so people like reese witherspoon um jordana brewster um zoe what's right nope not zoe kravitz the chanel Nope, the one who's Rachel Zoe, sorry. Rachel Zoe, who's like the fashion person. Yep. So they they run around to different celebrities and, and I got to be honest, that's the part I care least about is the celebrity angle of this. Um but they do have an episode with Kourtney Kardashian. And I will tell you, I refuse to watch that episode. For the reason, why do you refuse? Well, because it's Khloe Kardashian, and because they redo her garage, and this is the one where they make parking spots. Oh, that's right. We talked about that when uh, Little Dream, Dream, Stormy, Stormy, Daniels, Webster. True, true, true. (laughs) Names. What's a name? Stormy Daniels Webster. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. That's. But you know what is funny about that, Bradley? Is like (laughs) most. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do those names come up in the Kardashian family? At least Stormy and Webster. Yeah. In any case, um, so but I refuse to watch that episode. Um, but I I have to wonder why. What made them decide that they needed to do an organization for a celebrity? Because those are not Tension. relatable. It's ridiculous. It's just like the thing. Like if you want to get famous. It's maybe easier to get famous through famous people. Like, it's like a coattail thing. Yeah. Hitch your wagon to their um, hotbed of lies. Holly, you had you had some questions about uh, about the show. Oh, yeah. I And this is something that I have a lot of questions about anyways in the world of organization. Mm-hmm. Color coordinating all of your stuff. I don't understand it. Are these the type of people that look at your book collection and then they organize it via the color? Yes. Why? Why? Okay. So I don't. How does that even work? So they it's don't, not functional. I know. So they don't always do that. To be fair, so well, somebody does that because because Chloe has done that in the past, right? So what I'm saying is, um, they, that is like there. That's like another level of organization for them. Um, so they will, what they initially do is they like, they, there's, there's three parts to this and I can't remember them all, but one of them is like edit, categorize, I think, and then organize. So like they go through and they like edit, like, what don't you need? Get rid of what you don't need. Right. It's a little bit Marie kondo And then you take what you have and then you put it in categories. And then from the categories, then maybe, but not always, like in a kitchen, it doesn't make sense to do it by color, but they want it to look pretty. But they so so if it is like your if it's your closet, then maybe they'll organize by color. Or if it's a bookshelf, they'll organize by color. Uh, or if it's I mean, if you go to their website, which I'm on mm-hmm. right now, they have a pantry that is all organized by colors. Yeah, the rainbow. It's like their it's like their signature. So like Let's think of how that would work in the morning when you're getting ready for your day. You now have to remember what color was the food item I'm right. looking for. Right. Right. But that is part of their thing is like you create zones for things based on a thing that makes them alike. And in this case, I guess it's color. I don't know. To me, it's like whatever they decide to do, it better be sustainable or else it's like a waste. Yeah. But you do get good ideas from it i don't know it's organized it's organization porn when we come back on the colleen and bradley show exactly we've got some celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags we're going to tell you about them after this on my talk 1071 celebrities behaving badly we love to tell you about them on the colleen and bradley show my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What up, bitches? And these are your D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. The Daily Mail. 
Why is the Daily Mail your D-bag? Yeah, frequent flyers. Thank you. Um, Because of this article regarding one Camilla Cabello. Headline. Camilla Cabello showcases her taut midriff and black sports bra and leggings while dropping off her ballot in West Hollywood. Oh my God, that's delightful. Okay, this is a... Sexy boating! Lengthy, lengthy story about Camilla Cabello. This is literally... This is all the story is about. Camilla Cabello driving to West Hollywood to drop off her ballot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just told you the whole story in one sentence. Yep. But don't worry. The Daily Mail, never one to be short on words, wants you to know everything about this. So we get the play-by-play. Uh, she took time out of her busy schedule to drop off her completed ballot at a designated ballot box in West Hollywood on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, she, uh, let's see, she put enviable taut midriff on display in a black sports bra as she jumped out of the passenger seat of a white SUV. She then paired the plane top with some matching high-waisted leggings and a pair of stylish trainers. Um, she added a hint of glamour to her casual ensemble by donning a pair of gold hoop earrings. Would you like more? Oh, God. Before making her way to the ballot box, Camila Cabello made sure to put on a face mask, which happened to have vote written across the front of it. Upside down, by the way. She also slipped on a pair of chic tortoise shell sunglasses and carried her cell phone in her hand. And a box of water. Yeah. Well, no, Bradley, thank you for pointing that out, because the very next sentence is, she made sure to stay hydrated for the strenuous outing by bringing along her water bottle. I'm actually reading you the words of the story in the Daily Mail article. Yeah, because they're because like most of what's in the Daily Mail. Now, what's interesting is um, she there are some pictures from her Instagram that are a part of this article. It's Mm -hmm. not just the paparazzi, but that should tell you something, right? Yes. Which is that she that this is a pay to play. That this was like a hey, exactly. I'm going to go return my ballot. Like the fact that. she, which you know, I mean, you know, everybody wants people to vote. So, like showing people um, that you're voting, great, that's awesome. I also think it's interesting that this is like one of the first times we've seen her out in a while. Um, mm-hmm. And what did we just learn yesterday? Uh, that she, uh, that she, she's real and she's, she smokes. No, no, that Sean Mendez is, has new music out. Is that what he you're has a say? new okay. Netflix documentary that's right. coming out right mm-hmm. called Wonder. Land or something? Wonderwall? In the wonder? Close enough. Wonder? Wonder pants? Yeah. Wonder under? Wonder under? So like, <laughs> wonder wear? they're never that far apart when it comes to tabloid stories, That's so true. that I find interesting. That's but, a good point. Yeah. Anyway, what did you wear when you dropped your ballot off? Mm. Um. Oh, God. I Do guarantee you, you I was wearing jeans mm. and a t-shirt. Oh. Were you showing off your taut midriff? Uh, no. But I would have if the postal carrier had asked. <laughs> Now you know. It's good to know that Bradley Trainer will Not happily very taut, but flash. It is a midriff. Happily flash the mail carrier. Yeah. Congrats. Or the postal worker, because I did actually take it to my postal office. Did it make it? It did, because you you guys know you can track mm-hmm. your ballots when you submit them, mm-hmm. and it'll tell you it was received and counted. Mm-hmm. So, do your duty, America. Um, we're pro duty here. Pro duty. We love the duty. Mm-hmm. The bigger, the better. Big, hot, American duty. Mm-hmm. 
Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What did you want? Your D-bag? Oh, my D-bag, you, you guys. It's also the Daily Mail! Yay! Double down! Zach Efron's gonna propose to his girlfriend okay. on Sunday. Okay, stop oh. it. This, yeah, did you know stop. that he's also turning 33 on Sunday? He grows up so fast. Well, we do know that his birthday is in October because we one one year we celebrated the whole entire month of October. We called it Zachtober. Hot Zachtober. Yeah, we actually renamed the month Zachtober. Didn't it just end by you guys harassing his family members? Well, that was Colleen's fault. She was um, speak to them again. She was creeping on his dad's Facebook, which was a little weird, and he asked her to. No, it's worse than that. I emailed. Oh, that's right. You emailed his work. Yeah. Oh, Colleen. His work email. And he was like, I don't know where you got this. Lose, lose it. Lose it. Um, anyway, the story from the Daily Mail that we need to take to task today is that headline, and they're always one for long headlines, quote, the sign Zac Efron is set to propose to girlfriend Vanessa Valadares on his 33rd birthday this weekend from scoping out property in Byron Bay saying he's done with Hollywood. Mm-mm. They delightfully love to just throw everything at the wall. Like, we don't really know anything, so we're going to say all the things and make you think we're saying something, which we're not. And they start by telling us that, of course, Zach will turn 33 on Sunday. And we should know this date by now. Uh, what is that going to be? Like the 19th? 18th? Um, sure. You know? It's 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th. 18th, yeah. All right, so um, the rumor mill, you guys, is spinning. Okay. With speculation. Mm-hmm. That's their mill, by the way. I was going to say, what rumor <laughs> mill did they show up to? Because I would like to watch said rumor mill um, turn. That he is going to celebrate his birthday by proposing to Vanessa Valadares. Okay. Now, you might ask yourself, what evidence do they have? What evidence do they have? While some might think a proposal is far-fetched, Zach has hinted that he wants a change in lifestyle after years in the Hollywood bubble. He said intensely, quote, I've got to get out of Hollywood. I'm done. It's not a place conducive to living a long, happy, mentally sound life. Now, do you know where he said that? Um, in the cafe where he met her? No, he said that in his documentary, Down to Earth. Oh. So this has nothing to do with anything real. There is literally nothing in this story to indicate that we should believe that Zach is going to propose. <laughs> On so <Sunday>. they <laughs> just made up an entirely false article to convince us that Zach... Do you feel like Zach Efron is getting married anytime Not soon? Not at all. Not even a no. little bit. No. He has not even announced that he is dating this person. No, no. Nor do we have any sort of definitive, um, you know, uh, story that he's moving to Byron Bay with any type of permanence. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, we don't know because we just don't know. Right. Precisely. Oh, can I um, respond to a listener? Yeah. Pam... uh, sent a tweet saying that she only organizes by color with her or she only organizes by color with clothes 
having low vision, it helps me grab what I need quickly. Yeah, that makes we sense. We were talking about uh, people who organize by color, and it seemed kind of arbitrary. I'm not talking about color, because actually, that's the one place I think you need to be organized right. by color. Yeah, clothes, fine. Yeah, clothes, and fine. within the context of an item, so like all Correct. your shirts organized by color, right. great. Yes. yes. Makes them easier to see. And I, being a somewhat colorblind individual, that helps me. Um, but like books... It don't make no sense. Or snack foods? That don't make no sense. First of all, I don't know that any of my snack food items have one color. But do they have a primary color? Like, for example, for Oreos, it would be blue. Yeah. I'm just, I'm using the home edit philosophy. Then they would put that in the blue section. But then that would, but then you, then have, you to have to remember that your Oreos that are Oreos blue. Oreos are blue right. versus like, I just want cookies. And I don't know if you do this on cookies. your shelves. Cookies. I put snacks on one drawer. Mm-hmm. I put um, canned items on another. Dry items on another. And then like, you know, a bunch of. God knows what on the last one. The, the, the stuff that has sort of no does, home. Yeah, exactly. I have a question about your closet. Mm. Do you actually organize your closet like shirts and pants? Mm-hmm. Do you really? Well, yeah, because I have a separate, I have a shirt area okay. and a pant area. Holly, do you do that? I do not. Okay, neither do I. I was hoping that I wasn't alone. I was like, well, you oh, have to understand also that? that I live with a Virgo. Yeah. I so don't. He color coordinates and organizes and rotates. So that he wears his, get this, you guys, he shows up to the closet and knows exactly what he's wearing for the day because it's the next item up for bid. Oh, oh. it's like organized like that. Yeah, so, like he puts it in order so that um, as he goes through it, he puts the old stuff at the back and pulls the new thing from the front. Does he have a weekly rotation yes. of clothes? Yes. And then he decides at the beginning of the week, all right, this is my outfit yes. schedule for the week. Yes. Wow. Is there room for like flexibility? Say oh, yeah. maybe we have some unexpected weather or something. Well, like I mean, that. in pandemic, let's be clear. I don't think he's really doing right. that anymore. But when he was going out of the house every day, he most certainly did. Because it floored me when I figured that out. I was like, um, what? I just had this moment, speaking of pandemics and clothing, where I looked at my children's clothing collections and went, whoa. We haven't had to go anywhere since March and they grow. Children grow. It's this weird thing that they do. And I'm like, well, we've grown. I've grown. Everybody grows. <laughs> everybody everybody grows. It's a children's book. But I, I just suddenly thought, oh, my gosh, none of this stuff fits anymore. I should buy them new clothes, but I don't really want to buy new clothes because we're not going anywhere. Yeah, who cares if their clothes don't <laughs> fit? Yeah. I just want to be like, guys, slap on a t-shirt and shorts. We're never going anywhere. Who needs pants that fit? No, pants are pants that fit are overrated. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know what's not overrated? Oof, nope, actually. Hold on, I gotta I gotta read. Yeah, you that. need to rethink this one. Sorry. We're gonna talk about <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna talk. Do you wanna just start again? Yeah. Here we are. You know what? Let's <laughs> go away. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about a bad story. Uh and it has to do with Jerry from Cheer. Oh we'll talk about it when we come back on my talk one oh seven one. Okay, um, this is a tough conversation, but I feel like we've had conversations like this for a long, long time. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. 
Hey! So you didn't watch the documentary Cheer no. on Netflix, Mm-mm. did you? No. Okay, so I did, and I loved it. And there was one particular person who captured everybody's hearts on that documentary, and his name is Jerry Harris. And we heard recently that uh, Jerry Harris had some allegations brought to him by uh, a, a pair of twins who were... Um, young, underage, I want to say they were like 14 or 15 at the time that Jerry Harris solicited some um, sexual in nature uh, um, interactions with them. Okay. And so, you know, so he's been arrested. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But then now we're we're learning about more allegations, and these were made in a government motion for pre-trial detention against Jerry Harris, who, of course, we all know from Cheer. Um, and apparently, like there are many other stories that are starting to bubble to the surface about um, the way that he leveraged his own celebrity because of his his appearance on that docu series or documentary mm-hmm. or docu series Cheer, mm-hmm. and. Um, and it, it, I mean, it, there are stories of rape of of fifteen year old boys at cheer competitions in public spaces. There are stories of him uh, offering money in exchange for certain services mm-hmm. by children. Um, and it's interesting because I, I I read through some of these allegations, and you get that pit in your stomach, and it's like this experience that we're kind of familiar with now when somebody who you've admired for one reason or another, you find out that they're not who you thought they were. Oh yeah. Or that the dimension of 21st century, right? Like we've been on that journey for a while now, right? Like you've been delivered a one dimensional version of a person and you like that version of the person. Mm -hmm. And then you learn that that person is nowhere near who you thought they were. Well, Jerry, the thing that I find interesting about Jerry is, you know, we weren't the only ones elevating him, but like Ellen DeGeneres, don't forget this. Ellen DeGeneres had him on her show and sent him to the red carpet for the Oscars. And so then there he was on the red carpet with the microphone talking to all the celebrities who were equally starstruck with him. And it just got me thinking, like, I would like to hear from... I'd like to hear from Ellen. I would like to hear from, um, because it's like this has happened and it and it's in the headlines of the news, but then it's like nobody wants to address it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, with Ellen, I don't know if if she'll ever address anything like this. But if she were going to address it, I mean, certainly I all I would expect her to say is, you know, that is not the person I knew, and that's disgusting, and I hope that he's held accountable for all of the, you know, things that he is alleged to have done. Yeah. I don't know what... I mean, it's not like she knew, right? No. Like, and that's not why I'm, you know... Yeah. I, when I say I would like to hear from her, it's not because she owes any sort of... Ex, it's not like that. Yeah. Um, It's not like she created this. It's mm-hmm. not like you said, like she knew. And the same goes for the docuseries, right? Like, they didn't know who Jerry Harris was. I mean, really we don't was. know. What I should be clear in saying is we don't know that they didn't know, right. but in assuming they did, didn't know or there weren't signs, because um, sometimes with these stories, you know, there actually were and people should have known better, but... Um, we don't know what people did or didn't know, but presuming they didn't know, then you wouldn't expect them to right. sort of feel in any way responsible, even though you've got to feel like, ooh, that's unfortunate that we, like, in a, you know, Ellen's not the first person that's run into stories like this. Absolutely not. And I guess that that's why I want to hear from her, because I think there's an opportunity here for, I know, and I know it's uncomfortable, but for her as a celebrity and other people who maybe have who have celebrated Jerry that there's an opportunity for them to sort of guide us through the the murky waters of reckoning with what happens when you have elevated somebody and they have turned out to be not who you thought they were and yeah. again this is an exercise we have had as you pointed out so many times in the 21st century so many times because any number of, um, you know, I think about, I'll, I'll just use Michael Jackson as an example, right? We've wrestled with that conversation for a long time mm-hmm. is that, that, you know, can you appreciate somebody for their contribution to art or their, his music in this case, and still, you know, not accept the wrong that he may have done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, I mean, that's a lot, right? Like, I think of, you know, um, with Michael Jackson in particular, I think it's a different conversation in that there are people who owe explanations and uh, conversations about why they felt fine ignoring the allegations that Mm -hmm. were staring them in the face in order to have a relationship publicly with that person. Like, I think that's a valid conversation question right because you want to know like so are you not believing victims right uh when you knew that michael jackson had been alleged to and i think a lot of people and you know whether it's michael jackson whether it's bill cosby um again picking examples where people had put allegations out there harvey weinstein yeah you know and they continued to have a relationship with uh, that individual. Like, I think the test of your character is like, what do you do when you're presented with that information? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And how Um, do you follow up? I wouldn't be surprised if Ellen doesn't respond in some way, just, you know, maybe speaking out on behalf of the victims and, um, you know, just because she, she probably because if she, I don't know how she lifted this person up, but if she did feel like she played a part in lifting this person up, she might feel some obligation to, 
to comment on that. Well, and I think that's the other point is that, you know, there are victims, there are real victims in this story who have now come forward yeah, and shared and apparently their apparently a lot. Yeah, a lot more than we thought, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at initially and probably a lot more than we even know of now. And 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 those victims deserve to hear somebody who elevated the person who was who was the perpetrator. Um they deserve to hear those people, you know, speak on their behalf as well. Um, and again, it's not that Ellen or anybody else who elevated Jerry in this way, it's not that they are responsible for his behavior. That's mm-hmm. not it at all. But there is a responsibility there to say, I took part in, you know, putting this person forward. And I did not know that these were things were the case. I did not know that he was treating people in this way. Mm-hmm. And so on behalf of the victims, you know, I'm. I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Um, you know, because that would be just, I just imagine what that would be like to be a, a young person who had been uh, abused by Jerry Harris to see Ellen DeGeneres trotting him out to the red carpet yeah. at the Oscars and putting him out front and center and mm-hmm. seeing all these people praise him for who he is and know that you had been a victim of the bad part, the worst parts of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I know it's a hard, it's a hard conversation to have, but it, it's, it's, it's in the headlines today and it's, uh, it's gross. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Bradley, do you want to tell us a little bit why, about why we're asking people yes! what fast food item they so, would like cryogenically frozen? Uh, you might wonder why I would ask such a question, but I do want to know what fast food item would you cryogenically freeze for science? And this all has to do with something that uh, a gentleman froze that used to be on the Taco Bell menu, but is no more. So if something disappeared off the face of the planet tomorrow, what would you want in the fast food bank uh, for all time? We'll I love talk about that. that when we come back. 651-641-1071. We'll be back after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.